Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 21st, 2017, um, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 85, the first full paragraph that begins, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program. Today's readers are Deb Kay on the 12 Steps, Maggie S. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Gina R., Marie J., and Sherry K.B. Our newcomer greeter is Melanie C., and we will hear an announcement from John Kay later on. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, August 20th, 2017, is um, 10,334-10334. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the 7 a.m. time uh, code. The reference number for yesterday, the special edition, is 10331. And for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting is 10334. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA who still suffer, to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Deb Kay to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Deb Kay calling in from Oregon. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Deborah Kay. And I will now ask Maggie S. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning. This is Maggie S., recovered in New York, gratefully so. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I thank Thank you, Maggie S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of alcoholics. Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be linked to what we read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 85, the first full paragraph. And I will ask Gina R. to get us started. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Thank you so much for your service and rest of Team Monday. My name is Gina R. and I am gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. 
What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Start my timer. Um, When I got back into studying this book, the way it was designed, my guide made sure that I understood what for some might just seem very basic and obvious points. And one of them was anytime you see something in italics or with quotes around it, you need to pay extra attention because back when this book was uh, written and developed, the typesetting was um, done by hand and it took extra care and um, cost to make that happen. So I am focusing on how can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. And then the sentence following it, these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. Um, I, I seem to be hearing from a lot of people, and then even in my own uh, walk, when something crops up that makes me or others restless, irritable, or discontent, what's happened for me is there's been a, a shift in perspective about it. And instead of automatically um, clamping onto it and turning it into um, a big problem and catastrophizing it, I am now able to see and receive and act upon the fact that in step six and seven, I actually asked for God to remove my shortcomings. And so when those things crop up, now I understand for me, it's part of the process. And so I am able to um, accept and receive that it's God's will that that is continuing to come up. And I, I, don't, I wasn't, um, t- my self-will wasn't taken away in this process. And it says at the very end, we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is a proper use of the will. So I am so grateful that my vision has been um, corrected, I think, to the point where I don't get upset or too excited about things that happen anymore. I just simply see them as answers to my prayers, to my higher power, who I said in steps one, two, and three, that I believed in, that I, was, that I didn't have that power on my own, and that I would turn my will and life over to that power. And so with that, I um, am not resting on my laurels. Every time something comes up that seems agitating or irritating, I'm letting God use it for what it needs to be. And I'm waking up every day wanting to get up and feeling a state of happiness, wholeness, and hopefulness. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Melissa C. I would like Lori to share. S. Marie J. Teresa D. Okay, one second. Um, let me tell you who I have so far. Melissa C. Lori S. Marie J. Devorah S. 
and Teresa D. And I'll take one more. Anita M. Anita M. Thank you. Okay, so let's begin with Melissa C., followed from Lori S., followed by Lori S. Hi, Kathy Kay. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service and um, for this beautiful meeting. And, you know, so like food, um, for me, you know, alcoholic food is a subtle foe. It's, it's like it's... You know, and so today, um, that's like going to bring me down. Let's um, see, coming in and out. Try to uh, uh, try again. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, are you able to hear me now? Yes, I am. Not, okay, so I'll um I'll stay in this location then. Um, yeah. So you know, it's not the um the the cakes and the cookies and the ice cream that's going to bring me down. It's um it comes in in a very sneaky way. It's very um, deceitful for me. Then proportion and um you know and it's supposedly my safe foods and yet. That's not even the first thing that gets me. What first gets me is me, you know, is my thinking, is when I start um, getting more focused on me and what I want rather than on God's will and what God wants. And, um, you know, and so how do I best serve thee is, is always my answer, you know, always my, my question. And the answer, you know, that I'm finding more and more comes through, like, what am I giving to the people in my life around me? You know, I, it would be maybe lovely if I could sit in a room all day and pray and meditate and reach God's, like, lofty, you know, a high level of serving God in a very private, um, you know, kind of manner. But that's not the reality. Like, I have to live among people. And so... I need to carry God's will into all my actions, all my um, interactions with people, my family. So, like, you know, we're doing, like, a household project. And um, you know what gets me crazy? A mess. Like, and I feel so petty and ridiculous needing to do a 10-step on the fact that there's paint rags on the floor and or that there's, you know, stuff around. But that's the truth. Like, that's that's me. I'm not, I haven't achieved sainthood yet. So that stuff gets me irritable. And I thank God I have direction here to tell me precisely what I do when I feel that way. And if I do that, then the extra spoon and the extra portion um, doesn't call my name either. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Lori S., please go ahead. Good morning. Calling in from the beautiful Silicon Valley of California. This is Lori S. in her classroom preparing for school tomorrow. Uh, It's easy to let up on our spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Case in point, my kitchen. My life is like my kitchen. If I don't deal with the things in my life right away, They become science experiments. I came home from a wonderful retreat, thanks, John Kay, uh, to a sink full of dirty dishes. Unfortunately, they were the same dirty dishes I left there Friday morning. 
to keep my kitchen in fit spiritual condition, I got to do the work every day, every time. So if I don't practice step 10 every day, every time something crops up, a resentment, I had to get upset at something. This Well, I didn't have to get upset this morning at something at work, but I got upset. And it was a stupid, simple thing. Somebody left a chair in front of the water cooler. Did I let it go? Not immediately. I'm going to walk back to my room and went, that was really stupid. So to keep my kitchen in fit spiritual condition so we can use it and eat in it to be useful, I have to do the daily cleaning. I have to keep it clean. Same in my life. If I'm going to be of fit and spiritual service to my higher power, I have got to do the daily work and that's how we stay recovered and I am so grateful to be in that recovered state and with that I pass thank you Lori S Marie J please go ahead thanks Kathy this is Marie J recovered in Colorado and excited about the eclipse this morning Um, I I relapsed in uh, 2015 because I got through most of my nine step, didn't finish it, and didn't go into 10, 11, and 12. And, and uh, you know, I rested on my laurels. I just thought, I got this. Boy, I got recovery. I don't have to finish these. You know, I lacked some humility in finishing these last steps. But I had gotten through most of my nine step. That was good enough. You know, it was half measures, and it availed me nothing. And so I, um, you know, now how do I practice this today, you know, in order to get my daily reprieve from my disease how do I maintain this spiritual condition and it's really practical now for me because I I I didn't get all the way through I I redid the steps in uh, 2015 and 16 and then I relapsed again in 2016 when at my ninth step again with the same last amend that I had to do, and I didn't get to my 10, 11, and 12. And finally, the third time around, thank you, God, a year ago, I got through, and I did the work as if my life depended on it. And I got to step 10, and I didn't want to do step 10 either. I, you know, I, I got this, you know, like these little things come up during the day, they trigger me a little bit, and I don't want to work a 10th step. Like, I got this. This isn't something I got to give to God. This isn't something I, you know what? I got to give all of it. Big, small, good, bad. So when silly little things like uh, my husband triggers me because he's, he's a stay-at-home dad and he gets the kids ready for school and if I'm home and he's not doing it my way and I think they should eat their food before they put their clothes on, oh my gosh, I can go ballistic in my head and I just have to go work a 10th step real quick. Like, I'm not in charge. Like, this is not my responsibility. This is, this is this perfection, this need for things to go my way. It's got something to do with something else, and it doesn't have anything to do with them. I just want to get in and sink in and get my control in there. And those are the little things that come up, and they're real practical, and they're real easy to get through, and I can do a real quick 10th step. Sometimes i got to call somebody and, and give it to them. Sometimes I can just go in the other room and give it to God and say, things don't have to go my way. I don't have to live in this perfection and selfishness in my way. And if I'm working in that manner every day with those simple little things that I can work my 10th step on, then I'm going to have the freedom. i got to give it all to God, and i got to not play God saying, I've got this. 
and during the day, all day long, even when I, especially when I have an agenda, I've got my plan for the day and this is how my plan's going to go. And I have to check in every hour and say, okay, is this your will for me that I should continue on this plan that I've got laid out for myself today? It's just checking in and, and seeing and sometimes I have to shift and sometimes something else comes up. When I'm in spiritual condition, I'm asking all day long, I'm connecting all day long, and I'm practicing all day long, especially when things are going well, continuing to check in so that I'm asking for the presence of higher power to lead and guide me through my day. And no matter how long my check-in is, I'm checking in, checking in, checking in, so that I don't start relying on myself, so I don't start thinking that I'm in charge. You know, I just got to get out of my own self-will, get out of my own self-reliance, and just know that every day, there's a God, I'm not it. And as long as I'm marching along those that path, I'm staying in fit spiritual condition. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Marie J. Devorah S., please go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Kathy Kay, and everyone on the line that makes this possible. My name is Devora S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And, wow, this paragraph really says a lot. Because, honestly, when I got into this program, you know, I was given a plan of action. I was told about, you know, you know the tools of the program, and I had to work the tools of the program. And, like, I couldn't go to put, put my pillow up, down on my head unless I had that check off, you know, three phone calls a day and the meetings and the reading page in the big book, the literature, and calling my sponsor. All those things were really very, very helpful, and honestly, and I, I do them today, um, but I wasn't growing spiritually. Um, the most spiritual thing that I did that day was I asked God for an abstinent day, and at night I thanked him for an abstinent night, that I ate my committed way to measure food and nothing else, nothing more, but like, did I connect with God throughout the day? And... What happened was, you know, you know, in the middle of the day, it, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. And, you know, when, when we hear that, you know, food and weight is not the problem, it's a pile of human emotions, what am I supposed to do with that? So I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to live. And, you know, thank God for these, you know, for the work, you know, that I, I, I got busy in this book and then listening to you people on the line and hearing what I need to do, you know, things are better. I had that psychic change. It's not about me anymore. It's not living in my self-will, but looking to see how I can be of ultimate service to God and to my fellows around me. Um, and, you know, just to, you know, I have to be constantly thinking, you know, what does God want from me today? How can I best serve him and my fellows? It's all about that ego reduction because when, you know, and, and I, was very much in my ego, wanting to do what I wanted. There's my selfishness, all about my character defects, which is self-selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and fear, you know, ruled me. And today, because of the work and because of these words and because of listening to you, I don't have to live like that, and I have to grow spiritually. And, you know, it's a very slow process because my thinking, thinking, you know, with what I grew up with all the years. I mean, this is, you know, I was this, but I have to re, it's a lot of reconstruction and a lot of work and a lot of digging up. But you know what? Today I'm willing. And the more I do the work and the more I lean into these steps, it becomes a part of me. And, you know, and when I hear an ambulance flying by my house, I could stop and say and pause and say a prayer 
that whoever that ambulance is being called for, they get the help they needed and God bless them. And, you know, like, I don't have, I, I, I could think out of myself today. And it's, that is a miracle that I'm not just so self-absorbed today. And it's, and you know, that is growing spiritually day by day. And for me, it did start with the food, putting the food down, getting abstinent, and then was able to open up to get more into um, growing spiritually and, um, and become, you know, the person that God wants me to be, little by little, step by step. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S. Uh, Teresa D., please go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Teresa D., and I am recovered uh, just for today. And, um, you know, the, the thing that uh, really stood out for me is resting on my laurels. Um, and, uh, you know, that is because I do that so much. I think, oh, well, I got this, I got this, I got this. Well, I don't have this. Um, you know, I need God in my life, and... Um, you know, and without God, things, the emotions build up. They build up, they build up, and then I want to eat. And uh, today, uh, you know, I got a call. Somebody called for a 10th step, and it, and it just said, Teresa, you need to do a 10th step about something that just happened at work. And, you know, I'm so grateful for my higher power, this program. It is, uh, today is a wonderful day. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Teresa D. Anita M., please go ahead. Hello, I'm Anita M., and I'm a compulsive reader in the process of recovering. I'm brand new to this program as far as this particular, um, shall we say, um, consciousness regarding um, the food. And I have to tell you, it makes me cry. I'm 29 years sober, and it's, this is different. It's different, but it's the same. The questions that are being asked and the, the gratefulness I have for a sponsor that I almost lost last night because of my adjustments of um, my appointments and such. I'm a healer. And I have to remember that this is a deadly disease And uh, because I don't struggle as much with other people, but I struggle in my head like I have 10 people in there. And food has always been the nemesis, way before anything else. And this conscious contact, you know, I, I love God. I have God. I talk with God all the time. But talking with God for surrender with my food and the way I'm being questioned and asked, because it's slippery. It is so slippery. And I've never realized how slippery it was. I just kind of rolled with the punches and thought, okay, well, I'll start over. Well, I'll start over. But this is just amazing. I feel a shift coming in me, and um, I've never had that with this before. You know, when you're in other programs, you just don't get to do anything anymore. You're just done, and if you're not done, you'll you'll be done in your life. But this is completely different, and um, I'm just grateful. I'm looking forward to all that it uh, requires, and it requires that solid commitment right in the beginning, day in, day out showing up to the individual to really understand it. And there, I heard it. I felt it in my body. I was like, holy cow, this is different. And when I asked, you know, when I was asked the question and I said that, there was a 
whole answer in a kind of a safety net, if you will, that kind of would scoop me up and go, now, wait a minute, take a look at this. This is the disease. And uh, it's so cunning and it's baffling and powerful. I know that, but I'm, you know, I'm at the last house of blocks, so... You know, and I don't, uh, you know, I know I know what I'm not supposed to eat. I know my trigger foods. I know what the, if I'm volumizing. I know if I'm, I'm, I'm obsessing. But the way it's being shown on how to alleviate the obsession and the work that needs to be done to create the stability so that part of the disease doesn't affect me anymore. I, I become stronger and more connected to my higher power in a completely different way, yet it's the same. It's just... It's just really amazing and wonderful. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Um, I'm grateful, and um, everyone's saying out some amazing stuff. And um, anyway, that being said, I'm going to be um, staying on, giving my phone number. I want to thank you for your service, and uh, I'm just grateful to be here. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Anita M. And we're now going to hear from John Kay with a public service announcement. John? Thank you, Kathy. Uh, most of you know the Vision for Youth Convention is coming up, and we're almost at the finish line. The deadline for registering is this Thursday, August 24th. That's right. You know, Don't miss the power of the big book, a weekend of inspiration, education, motivation, and fellowship. It's uh, September 15th to 17th at the Liberty International Marriott uh, uh, hotel in uh, at the Newark Airport in Newark, New Jersey, and the details are all there at uh, info. More importantly, on that website is a convention community bulletin board where you can find economical ways of attending the convention. Maybe you share a ride to and from the convention. Maybe you share a room and cut that cost in half. Maybe you bring a friend or a newcomer, perhaps someone who's struggling with the disease. You know, this event could jumpstart their abstinence. And also remember that the convention registration also includes food. And, and again, for that information, uh, visit abvisionforyou.info. Let me spell it. A-V-I-S-I-O-N, the number for Y-O-U dot I-N-F-O. I mean, this is an experience you don't want to miss. Uh, I know some really cool things that I can't tell you about what's going to be there. And we want you to join us, shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, hug to hug. Now back to the Big Book Study, and Kathy, take it away. Thank you, John Kay. I hope to see many of you there. And now we'll open it up for additional shares on today's reading. Who would like to share? Courtney Okay, I'm sorry I heard everybody... Uh, the only person I heard was Sherry KB. Can you start again? Yeah, Leia, Leia TC. Who after Leia? Reggie. Jim K. Jim K. Courtney D. Kathy G. Kathy T. I think I missed someone earlier. Let me tell you who I have. I have. Sherry KB, Leia TZ, um, Reggie O. Uh, now I can't read my writing. Um, Kathy G. Was it Jill K? Is that who I am? Jim K. Jim K. K. Jim. Yeah. Sarah W. Sarah W. 
Okay, let's Wait. stop there, and I'll try to catch anyone I missed afterwards. So we'll go with Sherry KB, Liat TZ, Reggie O, Tim K, and Kathy G, and Sarah W. Okay, go ahead, Sherry. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Um, and, uh, wow, these paragraphs are so powerful to me. Um, where do I begin? Um, it says it's easy to let up on our spiritual program of action. Action meaning this is step 10. We're in the action steps. Um, we're always talking about living in 10, 11, and 12. And I can't rest on my laurels. I can't rest on the achievements I did yesterday. I have to do this every day. I can't say I've got this like a lot of people are talking about. can't do that. Um, alcohol is a subtle foe, um, enemy, you know, fly. Um, it's waiting out in the parking lot for me. Um, I'm not cured of this disease. I'm recovered. We talk about being recovered on this line, um, but not never cured. Um, and then the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Every day I have to, I must carry this message. And we have must in here about uh, two times and will in here about three times. And I must carry God's will into all my activities um, every day. And how can I best serve, serve thee? That is the proper use of my will. I have been talking about the Sherry Show for so long that this is what it's telling me, Sherry, this is the proper use of your will, is to align your will with your higher power's will and do what's in front of you every day with God in mind in every activity that you go in. Um, and just to keep, um, you know, keep doing this this work and never stop, um, because if I don't, my, my disease, I'll be back in my disease, face down in the food, and I don't want to do that. And here, again, it's a warning here that we can't, we have to, practice the spiritual program of action because it's warning us that we will go back into the food. And then here's a prayer here. Um, How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. And um, just how important it is for the proper use of the will. That's what really keeps coming up to me is that, you know, because I have to wake up every morning and turn my will and my life over to the care of my higher power as I understand my higher power. And just that I, this will keep me sane, safe, and protected, abstinent, sane, safe, and protected, as I use it for myself. Um, and I'm just so grateful because these are great directions in reminding me that I have to live in 10, 11, and 12 every day. If I'm living in 12, I do less amount of 11s, and if I do more of 11s, I have to do less amount of 10s. But I need to do even those silly ones when I'm restless, irritable, and discontent, when I'm in fear, doubt, and insecurity, I know what to do now. I have directions. And that's, it doesn't mean that my emotional stuff will not come up because it still does. It's just the difference is I know what to do with it now. I have the spiritual kit that I can use every day. And it just keeps getting better and better because the food always got worse and worse and worse. And doing this work, it gets better and better and better. And I'm so grateful to my higher power. And I hope you guys go to the convention. Thanks. Thank you, Sherry KB. Liak TZ, go ahead. Yes, good morning, everybody. Liak TZ from California. Uh, thank you for the people that are in the meeting and um, and the moderator. Um, my heart went out for the lady that uh, expressed her, you know, excitement and tears, and and I. I always feel that way. I can't 
I can't uh, believe that I am in a place of neutrality in my life after so many years of suffering uh, with this addiction. And, you know, I love what it said, the reading today, you know, that uh, the reminder that I am not cured. I've recovered. I don't have any more the desire to go and use food to fix things. But I'm not cured, and I need to work this work daily and as if my my butt's on fire because I it, it doesn't take much. You know, my husband is a recovered alcoholic, and he always says that once you strip down the alcohol, the drugs, the food, the gambling, whatever it is, the sex, what's left is the addiction to self-will. And that's what I'm addicted to, myself will, what Liat wants, when she wants it, how she wants it, and that needs to be completely destroyed every day. You know, I need to seek God's will because my will proved itself wrong many, many times, and it took me to horrible places, and I don't want to be there anymore. I proved myself wrong, and so I need to pocket my pride daily and uh, and do this work, and I need to be humble and admit that I am on my own. I am just addicted to myself. And that's causing me and other people problems. And it's not working. I'm not being of service in this world. So uh, what a great thing to have this program that uh, offers me freedom from that. And um, thank you. I love you all. I'll pass. Thank you, Z. Reggie O, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service. And everybody on the line this morning, this is Reggie O, very grateful to recovered in the Los Angeles area. Well, what a powerful paragraph. I'm, I'm looking here at <clears throat> every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities, you know, all of them, every single one of them. And, you know, I remember I, I was recovered once before many years ago, and uh, and I did. I mean, God's will was the way I lived, and it just became a natural part of my life, and my life took off in every direction. And uh, and I had this wonderful opportunity that I took advantage of, and I remember it was it was about a three-year process. And I um and I remember early on in that early on in that three-year period, I remember making a very big decision, and it was a decision that was really based on God's will and my tuning in. And about two years of the three, I remember making another decision, and it was based on Reggie's will because I was so busy in these activities that I had given up a lot of my spiritual practice, and I made a big decision that was Reggie's will. And you know, it 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 eventually took me took me out and took me to a place where I call it like broke my my the gravitational pull that I had to, with God that I had with program that I had with my abstinence and I it took me years and years to to come around from that you know and I really came around you know came and continue to come around from that you know since I came back into vision a little over a year ago and you know it it's like, you know, I, I was, I've been an athlete most of my life, and I know what happens to muscles when you don't use them, you know. It's like you don't use muscles, they wither, you, you know, you get weaker, and it's the same, you know, it's like spiritual muscle. It reminds me in a way. I have to do the practice. I have to do the exercise. And not only do I have to, but it's like, you know, I'm doing this thing that in the long run brings me such great joy and helps and makes my life different in every way. And that turnabout from 
but shifting from what's in it for Reggie to how can I be of service for others is life-changing because, you know, that that is God's will. And so it's just um, just very grateful, just totally grateful. And, um, you know, and willpower is a fabulous thing uh, when I'm using it in the right way, you know, when I'm aligning it with God's will and keeping that continual check-in. So thank you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Reggie. Oh, uh, Jim K., please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is uh, Jim K. in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, recovering compulsive overreader. Uh, can I be heard okay? Yes, you can, Jim. Okay. Um, one thing that struck me uh, in this uh, paragraph that's just uh, loaded with uh, kernels of knowledge here and wisdom, uh, every day is a day when I must carry out the vision of God's will into all our activities. It's just, just uh, so powerful to me. Um, there was a, a thing that happened uh, about a week ago uh, on Saturday. We were at a meeting, and uh, we uh, had some uh, big books, and we put them uh, in a cupboard, and then we went to the Monday meeting after that, and the big books were gone, and everybody was kind of perplexed. And then uh, the following Saturday, uh, the books were still gone, and we kind of processed it at the meeting a little bit and said that, well, maybe there uh, somebody needs it more than we did. So that's how we left it, and it certainly worked wonders. Um, I had a... Um, uh, thing uh, yesterday with my bride, and uh, I uh, jumped to a conclusion. And uh, I guess uh, what helped me was that I needed to realize that uh, um, I should get all the facts before uh, I speak. And uh, it was really nice to know that um, the 10th step was there, and I made my amends, and everything worked out good. And I felt uh, a lot better after that. So uh, uh, to me, this this whole process is just uh, totally. Uh, totally uh, exciting and uh, just helps me so much. And uh, with that, I will pass. Thank you, Jim K. Kathy G., please go ahead. Hi, this is Kathy G. from the Chicago area. Are you able to hear me? I do. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. And as I listen this morning, I am clearly exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's it's so nice to have that sense of belonging and feeling understood. Um, I was telling my husband the other night, I said, you know, it's so hard in our culture sometimes because of all the addictions, food is just, I think, the most benign substance and it just seems to be the most prevalent at all events and even at church, you know, it's, it's the one you can't even escape at church. <laughs> and so I am just so grateful today for this paragraph and the reminders and for everybody's shares. I've really been touched by them this morning. I was listening to the earlier meetings and there was one woman who just shared something so beautifully that if you weren't on the line, I just wanted to repeat this. Um, in the line when it says we, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, she said that in Hebrew, the word reprieve, she looked up the root meaning, and it means cancellation or release of a death sentence. And I thought, wow, that is, I'm holding on to that. I put it in the margin of my big book because it's just such a great reminder that if I pick up today, it's a death sentence, you know? It's like we can either choose life or choose death. 
in our words, in our actions, in everything we do. And if I pick up what's not committed on my food plan today, I'm choosing death for myself. I'll start to lose the new life that I have received as a result of this program. Uh, And finally, um, I did forget to set my timer. I'm so sorry. Just tell me when it's my time. But this morning, I was able to put in action what is in this paragraph, that we must carry a vision of God's will into all our activities. My 14-year-old started, my baby started high school today, and she's just such a precious, wonderful gal. And, you know, but she's a teenager, too. And and we had this moment where when she gets nervous, you know, she can maybe blurt out something or say something that's not her best self, and it kind of stunned me for a minute. And but I was able to stay calm and keep a boundary, and she went upstairs for a while, and I dropped to my knees. I didn't even think about food, and I just said, God, please show me your will. Give me your words. Give me your wisdom in this moment. And I said, and please convict her that those words were not her best choice. And she came down a few minutes later, and she looked at me, and she said, Mom, I'm really sorry about that. When I get nervous, sometimes I say things I shouldn't. And I said, oh, honey, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I just felt like I'm in heaven. So thanks so much for being here. I will pass. Thank you, Katie G. Uh, Kathy G., I'm sorry. Okay, Sarah W., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. This is Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Good morning, Vision, for you. Um, I love uh, where we're at in the book. Um, This is where the rubber meets the road as far as emotional sobriety, as far as, you know, my experience. Um, And when I have, in my history, made um, either a relationship um, or uh, an opportunity or uh, something that I want more important than my program or than my higher power, um, things get very, very muddy. Um, and fortunately, the fortunate piece of this is that um, if it gets really muddy and we end up in relapse or or end up really doing major damage to ourselves, whether it be with food or other behaviors, we can get back on the path. And I think that's a really important thing for me to remember because uh, I will never be perfect. I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. But I know that my higher power has the ability to walk me through anything that I go through. But I have to keep my, um, my higher power first and then my program next and then my family, my husband, and my children and and the rest of it. And I think that can get very, very confusing for many of us. Um, the thought that I had about the reading today is really it's all about humility. It's it's really all about coming from that place where we realize that something's gone awry and and I need to do something to get back in alignment and connection with my higher power. And what that does is it brings me into acceptance and gratitude. And it turns the whole thing around. If I had some sense of jealousy, I can get into the feeling that I can be happy for somebody else. But I really have to come to the other side where I have to see the asset instead of the defect because really it's, it's about finding that. 
and I'm very grateful to be uh, sober, sane, and um, and really in contented sobriety. With that, I pass. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Sarah W. And our last share will be Wendy M. I didn't get your name at the first time around. Are you there, Wendy? Yes, hi, it's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. Can you hear me? I can. And you have two minutes, okay? Wonderful. Yep, perfect. Um, So I loved what I heard today, and the part I'm going to focus on is just when things are going well. Because when things are going well, I'm, I'm like, agnostic to everything. Um, and, boy, if I look good, right, if I'm resting on my laurels, if I look good then I'm, and I sound good, like I can go and give a, some talk, you know, at, a, at, a, at an OA meeting, and I sound good and I look good and I've got this, um, I'm in trouble really quickly. And um, and it's not just with food. It's also how I treat people. I can rest on my laurels and um, have emotional binges all over the place. Um, and I'm not humble when I'm in that place. And, um, and I have to say that happened to me this year. I, I looked good. I sounded good. You know, oh, Wendy, we would like you to speak here and there. And, boy, my ego just went through the roof. Um, and that's the last place God wants me, right? So... um, To be in fit spiritual condition is always the answer, and I love to be reminded it's a program of action, not thinking. Um, And so yesterday I got to make a 10-step call, and boy, I did not want to make that call. I didn't want to admit to somebody what I had done. And I am so grateful that there are people in this program I can call and tell them my secrets, tell them the stuff that feels really shameful to tell, and that's when I need to make that phone call, not holding on to it, holding on to it, knowing I look good, I'm fine. That's not going to be helpful to me or to um, to serve God. Um, and I just, yeah, I'll just um, say that I'm very, very grateful for the rest on your laurels because it's such a great reminder um, that I need to do this program constantly all the time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Wendy M. It's now time to close the meeting, and we will close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Marie J., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Marie, are you there? Hi. Sorry about that. I Okay, Marie J., recovered in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit 
and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.